You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network. Podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Hello and welcome to War Horses, the only college equestrian podcast that has recently begun hunting down riders on social media to check and see if they really are riding for these schools. I'm your host, Auburn Elvis. Let's talk about some college equestrian. Well, uh, what an interesting weekend it was for Auburn equestrian. The number one ranked Tigers traveled over to Bishop, Georgia for what was supposed to be an easy win. Georgia did not get the memo. But Auburn won, and a win is a win. Here's what head coach Greg Williams had to say about the victory. There's a lot of things that I talk about, um, how great our coaches are and having the best position coaches in the country, but the way that uh, our team has to kind of rise up to it. Today I give all this one to the girls staying in it, fighting hard. We had some scores I wish we had back, or we had some rides I wish we had back, some mistakes, but um, they never got out of it. They stayed in it and uh, believed in the whole team effort and, and came out with a good win. So here's how that good win came about. The lineups and the head-to-head matchups were pretty good. Each event had a few matchups Auburn felt good about, some we didn't, and quite a few that could go either way. The biggest news of the day with the lineups is how I made a glaring mistake in my season look-ahead preview. It turns out that one of Georgia's jump-and-seat starters, Allie Trichler, has one more year of eligibility, dang it. That girl has been there five years now, and she is still riding. Apparently, she did not ride in competition her freshman year, so she is still eligible now. That means Georgia has probably been preparing for this past weekend's meet for five years, y'all. Just waiting to spring that trap on Auburn. Pretty sneaky bulldogs. Close. But close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. And the ability to go back in time and recount your opponent's score on a ride. More about that part later. But the effect of this whole Trichler thing would have is that on average, Allie Trichler is worth about one and a quarter points every meet to the bulldogs. Now, in this meet, she would actually be worth a full two points. And I'm just going to say that, you know, the presence of Allie Trichler at Georgia is enough for me to redraw those uh, cutoff lines for the two categories, one being teams that can beat Auburn and teams that cannot beat Auburn. Georgia, unfortunately, is now in the former category. (sighs) The meet started off with equitation over fences. Auburn's lineup was St. Jacques, Stearns, Napick, Langmire, and Kurtz. Now, normally, this bunch averages four points in a meet in fences, but on Saturday, St. Jock and Langmire got their points, while the other ladies did not. Georgia's Trichler <sighs> scored high, and uh, so did this freshman girl named Jordan Torig, who took the dang MOP in the event, so that's great. We're now going to have to look out for her for the next four to five years. So what this all means is that Georgia took three points, Auburn took two, and Auburn was trailing two to three going into the next event. Now that next event, horsemanship, is an area where Georgia actually returns all of their starters from last year. 
But when you look at the scores that they got, it kind of seems like they have a lot of good horsemanship riders and not any great ones. The only point that they got in this event was from a girl named Kendall Gill, and she only had one start before this, but um, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. Let's go back and talk about Auburn. Needing a comeback, Auburn's horsemanship team delivered big. Cyril's won her ride, Tardoff won hers, Spack won hers, and Green won hers. Rachel Hootman did not get her point against Gill. So, at the end of horsemanship, Auburn had retaken the lead with an overall score of 6-4. to four. So, it's halftime now, and I think it would be a really good time to go have a break in our show as well. Now, when we do that, we're going to play a little message about sponsorship and stuff, and while that's going on, I would like y'all to be aware of just how much time is passing. Now, trust me here, I have a point to make. So, sit back, listen to the sponsorship message, and we're going to get right back to the recap after this. Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick time out from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C Network Booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C Network to join the E2C Network Booster Club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. So, okay, for those of you who were aware of the time, it's been maybe two minutes since I just talked about the horsemanship event. But imagine if instead of two minutes, it was something like five times that amount of time had passed. So, if you recall, at the very beginning of the horsemanship event, I talked about Auburn's Taylor Cyril's and how she won her point. Well, in the meet Friday, about 10 minutes after horsemanship had ended and everybody had been moving on to the next event, the Georgia PA announcer comes on and he says, Hey, everybody, guess what? Um, you know, we went back in and we found an error in Taylor Cyril's score. So we went and changed it and just, you know, what do you know? She did not get that point. It was a tie, y'all. You know how that goes. And of course, the Georgia crowd, well, you know, for them, Christmas has come early this year. Because apparently in the Georgia tradition, when Santa Claus goes and gets your kids toys, he ends up getting those toys by stealing them from your next-door neighbor. So instead of Auburn leading 6-4 to four like they should have, the lead was now 5-4. to four. Very interesting. So over we go to equitation on the flat, already in progress. Now, Auburn rode okay overall. Uh, Langmire dropped her point to Trichler. Ugh, Trichler. St. Jacques won her point. Uh, Kurtz won her point. 
Stearns won her point, and Napick lost her point to another uh, Georgia redshirt senior, Isabella Heckler. Man, I tell you, Georgia has been planning this for years, y'all. But wait, okay, with Kurtz, I want to stop, and I want to repeat a joke that I made on Twitter for two reasons. One, I thought it was a funny joke, and two, I have no shame. Uh, Emma Kurtz, she had such a great ride in this event that not only did she beat that girl, but she stole her dang lunch money. Now, that is the kind of ride that I am looking for. I mean, we saw last season that people in this sport, they ain't going to give you the benefit of the doubt just because you've won a bunch of meets in your in a row. No, 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 no. You have to be demonstrative about it. You have to make it undeniable that you beat somebody before folks in this sport are going to award you what you have earned. And that is what Emma Kurtz did. She left nothing to doubt on the flat. Good job, Emma. So that that was the flat. Auburn won three of those points, and we're heading into the final event now, raining. Now, in raining, uh, Taylor, Taylor Searles lost her point here as well, which made the score 8-7. Uh, to seven. It was a tough day for Taylor Searles. After her, Auburn freshman Isabella Tessimer won her point, making the score 9-7. to seven. Okay, so that's good. We just got to get to 10, y'all. Um, on the next ride, Deanna Green got a tie. So this was actually the pivotal point because it meant that now we didn't actually have to get to 10 that at worst we're going to do is get a tiebreaker here at nine. Um, and we had a decent accumulation of Ross uh, score totals at this point that was probably going to give us a, a, the win in a tiebreaker situation, but you never want to go to a tiebreaker. So then we had Auburn's boot camera. She won her point, uh, making the score 10 to seven. That sealed the meet for Auburn. Then we had the final rides, uh, Terry June Granger. She barely lost her point in an upset to Georgia's Caitlin Lyon. So this meet did not go as planned. I thought that with it being Georgia's first meet and Auburn already having ridden last week, that it would really set Auburn up to just come out and overpower the Bulldogs. Also, I kind of figured that we were only going to have to, you know, worry about Georgia's freshmen kind of coming out of the blue and surprising us. Uh, They didn't actually ride very many freshmen, and only one of them won her point for them. So... Uh, if you remember in the last episode, I predicted this was going to be a 14-6 to win by Auburn. And now, again, I was not aware that Allie Trichler uh, was still riding for them. So when you add in the two points that she got, uh, Georgia performed about as well as you would have expected. The difference was how Auburn performed. They did not get 14 points or 12 if you factor in Trichler. Uh. The 10 points we won were considerably lower than what our returning talent is capable of. In fact, uh, when you look at those 10 points we got, one of those came from a freshman on our team, which is great. We love it when the freshmen are out there scoring, but it, it means that those returning riders, they actually generated three fewer points than what they would normally average in a meet. So that's like 25% uh, reduction in point per, in point performance. So that uh, is a lot lower than what you would expect Auburn to perform. So it was not a great day for Auburn. But the ladies have a chance to make all of that go away this Friday with a home meet against Texas A&M. Uh, so far, Auburn has uh, been the first opponent of the season for its first two SEC rivals. But that's going to change this Friday because Texas A&M will have already competed against Georgia on Thursday. Now, having that warm-up meet versus Georgia is going to help the Aggies some. It's going to help them get ready a little bit, but they won't have the normal amount of time to go back, review their performances, and make a lot of corrections in training to get ready for Auburn. 
Um, I also will not have had that much time to go over the Thursday meet, and so I may have to uh, make my preview now and give you some adjustments before our meet on Friday. So we'll see how that goes. Now, in doing this preview, I had to go back and re-examine the Texas A&M roster because, you know, I wanted to make sure that all the girls I think are on that roster are actually there. We don't want another Allie Trichler situation on our hands. And lo and behold, A&M seems to have a starter who, she was a junior last year, and she ain't on the team anymore. Uh, her name's Hayden Stewart. She was a jumping seat rider. She rode on both fences and uh, flat. And she averaged about a point and a quarter each SEC meet. So she's really the anti-Trichler. <sighs> so I have now removed her from the projected starters list. Now looking around, I seem to be the only person outside of College Station that's real big on the Aggies this season. Uh, the official rankings, they have them as the preseason number seven team. And that's probably because they finished number seven last season. But in my rankings, I have Texas A&M as the number two team in the nation. They were the only team that gave Auburn trouble last season, and they returned 16 of their starting riders. Last year, A&M suffered from a lot of inconsistency. Uh, I don't think that's going to be as big a factor for them this season. So when I look at the individual events, uh, Fences is probably their best event. They average about two and a half points in that one. Uh, they have a deep horsemanship squad that turn, it tends to earn a little over two points on average. On the flat, uh, they return almost everybody from last season, but together those girls only averaged a point and a half. Mm. And in reigning, they had a good squad last season, but they lost two good starters, so they don't have much more than about a point on average of that production coming back. So, barring some just amazing rides from their freshmen, I think we're looking at the Aggies getting about seven points on Friday. So, my prediction for that meet is Auburn 13. Texas A&M 7. So with all these new roster discoveries that I have made, I am tempted to swap some teams around, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to leave the official Auburn Elvis rankings alone this week. I am tempted to move Georgia up, but frankly, I don't want to give Allie Trichler the satisfaction. Neither will I drop Texas A&M just because they seem to have lost a jump and seat rider. Uh, so as it stands, Auburn is still number one in the Auburn Elvis rankings. Texas A&M is number two, South Carolina is number three, and Georgia is number four. Around the sport, there's still not a lot of other teams uh, riding. As I said, Texas A&M is going to ride against Georgia on Thursday morning at 10 Eastern, 9 Central. So if you want to see if Texas A&M is any good or if Georgia's performance against us was just a fluke, then follow those official team accounts on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. I think they do Facebook too. Uh, every team outside the SEC is waiting until the spring to resume riding, but we are starting to get a little bit more information about what that spring season is going to look like. South Carolina actually released their entire spring schedule last week. Uh, they came out with their 2021 team posters, and right there across the bottom, you could see all of their scheduled spring meets. So, thanks to South Carolina, we now know that Auburn is going to host uh, South Carolina on February 20th. So you can go ahead and make plans to be in Auburn that weekend. I did. Uh, speaking of making plans, you should also be on the lookout for some news about this Friday's home meet. Auburn hasn't uh, yet announced if fans are going to be allowed, although by the time you listen to this, uh, they'll probably have said something. I'm just going to go ahead and say that if fans are allowed, you should definitely come on by. This is the final fall meet and the only home meet for Auburn in the fall. 
even though they weren't officially letting fans in uh, last week over at Georgia, they sure had a lot of people over there, and the, the cheering made a big difference on the game day atmosphere. So, if allowed, Auburn would love nothing better than to have a sizable crowd Friday and to keep the athletes and the fans all pumped up. Just make sure to follow some sensible requirements like wearing a mask and socially distancing. Well, that is the show for today. I am your host, Auburn Elvis. Uh, Thank you very much for listening. War Eagle and War Horses. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you? Do you?